Touch Lightest Church Light Encounter Radio Series with Pastor N.S. Osiri and Pastor Mrs. Susan Osiri. Here at TTC, we aim to raise men and women in the body of Christ whose lives would reflect the life and the light of God. From wherever you may be listening, may you be blessed by this series. Wow. Good day to all my esteemed listeners. One more time, I'd like to thank Almighty God for this honor and the privilege of uh, coming into your living rooms, your kitchen, your car, wherever you are this time. And also to thank you for that permit and the invite of having me around you now. I'm Pastor Enes Siri of the Toastlighters Church, Enugu, your very regular host every Sunday just about this time. And today again... I want to trust God for the huge word that God is about to release in your direction. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you and we return all praise and glory unto you. What can we ever do without you? And the Bible says absolutely nothing. There is nothing that we can do without you. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, thank you for the impartation you are about to impart upon us. And thank you for our eyes that you are about to open. Thank you. And blessed be your name. Amen. All right. This afternoon, I'd like to share with us briefly from the Word of God. Ezra chapter 10. Ezra chapter 10. And I'd like to read from verse 1 of the book of Ezra chapter 10. Now when Ezra had prayed, and when he had confessed, weeping, and casting himself down before the house of God, they assembled unto him out of Israel, a very great congregation of men and women and children, for the people wept very sore. We saw from this page of the scripture a story about the people of Israel, of course, being spared by a man called Ezra. You remember at this point in time, they were in trouble. They were seriously in trouble. God had invaded their land with calamities. And that is traceable to the, their sinful lifestyle. And so God invaded their life and brought a whole lot of calamities. Anyway, let me tell you at this point, straight away, that sin brings calamity to anyone that lives it. Once you are living in sin, you'll be rest assured calamity is coming. It doesn't matter how glorious, how, you know, um, beautiful your today might be. Just know that your tomorrow is going to be very, 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 very disastrous. And so they had a very terrible experience, having lived in sin, forsaking the covenant that God had made with their forefathers and even with themselves. And so God visited them with mighty rod and rod, and it was terrible on them. And then, of course, the time came, the Bible says, and then the people came, having to experience the pain of all of that. Wow! They came back to talk to God. And it was Ezra that initiated it. Ezra came, weeping, confessing, rolling on the floor. And it wasn't long the people gathered, that's what the Bible says. And when the people gathered, the Bible says that they also wept. Do you feel bad about your sin? For these ones, they felt bad. They wept. They cried to the Lord. 
There was a torturing of their spirit, soul, and body. And they came to a point where they knew that they just couldn't continue that way. That they needed to make peace with God. Number one, understand that sin brings calamities. Number two, understand that you just have to come to a point where you need to turn around and then face the reality and also know that sin is consequential. There are consequences to every single act of yours. Anything you do, whether good or bad, that's why the Bible says that whatever thing a man sow, that's something he will reap. Alright, the people wept. And uh, Shikahania, the son of Jehel, one of the sons of Elam, answered and said unto Ezra, We have transgressed against our God and have taken strained wives of the people of the land. Here we see the point of their failure. They had taken strange wives, intermarried with the same people that God told them, don't do that. It will just be very interesting that you come to a point where you know actually where you failed. They knew exactly where they failed. And sometimes we are never realistic, we tell ourselves lies. You know this is a problem, but you just hinge it on another thing. See the problem here. We have a way of excusing ourselves from every right situation. But for these people, they knew where they fell. And sometimes the problem may be in our stomach and then we say it's in, in our hands. No! And that's why most people, they will go to a doctor and they will never get a solution. Because they never get to open up to the doctor and tell the doctor exactly what the problem is. And for these people, they knew exactly what the problem was. They pinpointed on that. We had married strange wives against the ordinances and the covenant that God had made with us. And here is the problem. And so they came straight to what the problem was. Let's learn to be honest and sincere with God. As these people were. They didn't tell God that the problem was on the head when it was just around their waist. No, they told God the truth. We had married strange wives. Contrary to what you have asked us to do. Ye now know. And so, by the time they realized what the problem was and confessed that to God, they now said to Ezra, Now there is hope in Israel concerning this thing. Wow. I come to let you know that there is hope. Hmm. Rejoice not over me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall rise. There is hope. They came to a point where they told themselves, Listen, Ezra, there is hope. Yes, we've messed up, yet there is hope. Yes, we've thwarted our covenant with God, yet there is hope. Oh, I don't know who this message might meet where this afternoon. You've been able to know what the problem is. But there is yet something that you're lacking. The ability to tell yourself, there is hope I can rise up from this point. And that is exactly what these people did. We have taken strange wives. We have provoked the God of heaven, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We have violated his ordinances. But there is hope. There is hope. A change can still come. God can still look at us with smiles. God can still turn away this calamity. There is hope. And I came to talk to an individual listening to what I'm saying this afternoon that there is hope. There is hope for a tree that when it is cut off, that at the scent of water it shall board again. Wow. At the scent of water it shall board again. The book of Job chapter 14. At the scent of water it shall board again because there is hope. Never you think that you are without hope. Never you think that your situation is so bad that there is no remedy out of it. No. 
There is hope. So they said to Ezra, Ezra listened to us, there is hope concerning this thing. Now therefore, let us make a covenant with our God to put away all the wives and such as are born of them. There is hope. If we can change our lifestyle, there is hope. There will not be hope. If we realize the mistake and continue in the mistake, there will not be hope. But there will be hope if we can realize the mistake and turn away from that same mistake, then the hope will be in view. They say to Ezra, Ezra, don't bother. There is hope. We are going to turn away from these women and from all the children that they gave birth. And we are going to discard them. We are going to throw them away. We are going to separate ourselves from them and make a fresh covenant with God. Hmm. And verse 4, they said to Ezra, Arise, for this matter belongeth unto thee. Wow. I like one other translation. He said, Arise, for this matter is our responsibility. I like that. And I'd like to be ending with that point. Until you take responsibility of your life. You know the mistake we make most of the times, we just trust that God is one bigger person that is in heaven and that he does anything he wants, yes. He controls everything, yes. But also understand that you have a part to play in the actualization of what God would want to actualize in your life. If you say it's a lie, go. Climb the bed. Sleep there. You're hungry. Sleep there. Go lie there. Wait for God to rain down food for you from heaven. Don't forget the Bible says in the book of Joshua, the very last chapter, he says, For the days of manna are over. God does not rain food again from heaven. If you're hungry, you must stand up. Go look for what to eat. If there's nothing to eat, go look for what to cook. If there's nothing to cook, get to the market and buy them. Come back home and prepare them and eat. Because you just have to satisfy the hunger that you have. What are you doing? You are taking responsibility. We call it responding to your ability. Until you take responsibility, your ability can never be revealed to you. Wake up. The year has started. Wake up. February is here. Wake up. God will do it. God will do it. The slogan of a lazy man. You must wake up. And take responsibility. For the Bible says in James chapter 2 verse 26. He said, faith without work is dead. Just as the body without the spirit is dead. So is faith without work dead. Can you wake up? Can you take responsibility? Can you realize where you fell? And can you make a man? Can you see the glorious hope that God has for you in his son Jesus Christ? And then come back to him today. And I can assure you. Everything will turn around. It's my pleasure today as I welcome you to this great month of February. And to say to you, there is hope. As you wake up to your responsibility, it will surprise you how glorious your destiny will be in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you for my listeners. Return our praise and glory. And I pray, Lord, that every spirit of laziness and slothfulness will be over. And that you, O God, may instill in us, O God, the need to take responsibilities and to see our destinies, O God, redeemed from the hands of the demons and their head, the devil. Thank you for hearing in Jesus' name. One more time, I want to thank you for always tuning into this station. It's been your regular host, Pastor Ernest Osiri of the Tosilata Church. One more time, I'd like to invite you 
please make sure you locate the church or any living church around you and then make sure that you serve your God in truth and in spirit. The church is located at number four Papa Presidential Road, just Alja St. Fontana Philly Station, Independence Layout. Um, weekly services is always on Wednesday, 5.30 and then on Sunday, 7.30 a.m. in the morning. Shalom and be blessed. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more inquiries, call us on 091-570-71584 or 091-283-23500. Or you could follow us on our social media handles. On Facebook, we are called The Touch Lighters Church. On Instagram, we are called The Touch Lighters Church. Or you could visit our website, www thetouchlighterschurch.org Go and live a practical life of light. Hey, we are standing here